President Trump's recent statements and tweets disparaging Attorney General Jeff Sessions have somewhat obscured how faithfully Sessions has been implementing many of the president's agenda items, including his law and order agenda. And that includes the recently announced rollback of Obama-era curbs on civil forfeiture, a practice by which the government can seize the assets of people suspected of crimes even before they are convicted of anything, and often before they are even formally charged. Here to talk with us about the Justice Department and Attorney General Sessions' stance on civil forfeiture are Louis Rowley, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania School of Law, and James Jacobs, a professor at NYU Law School. Louis, what has Attorney General Sessions announced that's different from what the Obama administration was doing on civil forfeiture? Yes, good afternoon. Uh, in January of 2015, Eric Holder, then the Attorney General, uh, under the Obama administration, had suspended the Adoptive Forfeiture Program, which is a program that allows local officials to seize property and then hand it over to the federal government, uh, which prosecutes the civil forfeiture action, and then once getting in a forfeiture, then returns up to 80% of the funds to the local government. Uh, this program had been so racked with abuses, um, documented in many of the media, the Washington Post series in particular in 2014, um, that it um, was had to be shelved. Um, and interestingly, in March of this year, the Inspector General for the Department of Justice issued a report um, which was highly critical of civil forfeiture um, and noted there that the um, government had taken in over the last 10 years $3.2 billion in cash from people who were never charged with a crime. So this is a, uh, a program that is racked with abuses, and the uh, announcement by the Attorney General that now it will be boosted again through bringing back the equitable sharing adoptive forfeiture program is really a disturbing uh, announcement and one that is at odds with where the states are going uh, in trying to reform civil forfeiture. Jim, this is an issue that Republicans and Democrats seem to agree on. Who supports civil forfeiture except for law enforcement who get that stream of revenue from it? Yeah, I think that uh, that you're quite right uh, in what you're saying in the question. I mean, the, the big constituency for this is the law enforcement, especially uh, state and local uh, police departments that use this money to to enhance their budgets and allow them to do things that they otherwise uh, would not have been able to do. So it was very popular with uh, state and local uh, law enforcement. It had been subject to a lot of criticism from uh, libertarian Republicans. Uh, the Cato Institute was one of the biggest critics uh, over the years of uh, civil forfeiture and also from uh, civil liber liberties uh, groups on the left. Well, Lewis, what, is this likely to engender congressional opposition, given that some Republicans are against civil forfeiture, at least on the scale it's been practiced in the past? 
I think it will. Um, and I agree with the comments that um, there is a lot of um, support on certain local law enforcement and state agencies, particularly where they've seen a drop in revenue. Um, what we really have to talk about in the civil forfeiture program is that all of the money that is forfeited, and it's a huge amount of money, goes right back directly to law enforcement. Um, and so they have a great stake in whether or not civil forfeiture continues. Um, at the same time, they've been criticized in the Inspector General's report for not keeping careful records, not really advancing criminal prosecutions in the way that they're seizing cash, and that it looks much more like just a attempt to get money as opposed and posing real civil liberties issues. So we've seen bipartisan support for reforming civil forfeiture, both at the federal level and the state level, um, certainly from both the left and the right. Um, I would also note that Justice Clarence Thomas issued a very interesting statement earlier this year in connection with a case in which the court did not grant certiorari um, or review on a civil forfeiture case, but Justice Thomas took the occasion to say that forfeiture has become widespread, highly profitable. It's led to egregious and well-chronicled abuses um, and frequently targeting the poor and groups least able to defend. So we are seeing real support um, for reform of civil forfeiture, and I think that will be uh, also uh, showing opposition to what the Attorney General has announced. Jim, going on what he just talked about, the Supreme Court and Clarence Thomas, is this a dangerous move by Sessions in that if there's a challenge to the Supreme Court, it could lead to an all-or-nothing decision? Um, that's possible that they might declare certain kinds of uh, civil forfeiture to be unconstitutional without certain kinds of procedural protections, but I don't think it would be the end of, uh, of civil forfeiture. And it's also important here to note that, that um, there's a lot of federal state uh, uh, issues uh, here. So, well, so about half the states have tried to, to uh, rein in the uh, the forfeiture um, aggressiveness of law enforcement, and by and by turning the cases over to the federal government was like an an end run around those state limitations. Um, so in that sense, the the um, the rules are are in a way undermining uh, the, the state's capacity to set their own policies on uh, forfeiture. So I, I think that's very important. Lewis, in about 30 seconds that we have left, is there a legitimate role for civil asset forfeiture? Well, I think, and this is my own opinion on this, that we have criminal forfeiture uh, in this country, and that is taking away the property that was used in connection with a crime once a person has been convicted of a crime. I don't believe that there should be uh, a program that takes away property from a person who is not only not convicted of a crime, but not even charged with a crime, not even suspected of a crime. Our thanks to Louis Ruley of the University of Pennsylvania Law School and James Jacobs of NYU Law School for being here today on Bloomberg Law.